Macworld Podcast number 173, special new stuff from Apple Edition for October 20th, 2009. Welcome to another Macworld Podcast. I'm Chris Breen. Earlier today, Apple announced a raft of new products. Editorial Director Jason Snell was briefed by Apple just shortly after the crack of dawn to view those new products. I met with Jason and Senior Editor Dan Frakes at our South Bay Bureau, which is audibly under construction, to discuss the latest. We join the hammering in progress. And we are here in the South Bay Bureau. I'm afraid you're going to hear a little construction noise because we are putting the robot factory in uh, right next door. And there will be some banging and clanging throughout this, I expect. But I am podcast host Christopher Breen. I'm here with executive uh, editor... Jason Snell, you're not executive. No, you're editorial director. I, how, how I long for the days when all my job entailed was executing editors. That's right. No, I'm sorry. That's Jason Snell, editorial director for Macworld. And also with me is senior editor Dan Frakes. Hello, Chris. Dan's also the general manager of the Robot Factory. That's right. It's, how, how's that going? Well, you know, we're behind on construction, as you might expect. But it, but it should be kept running pretty soon now, huh? Right. As soon as the robots can build themselves, yeah. then it's all over. Right, right. Uh, so I just dashed into the South Bay Bureau here, and uh, Jason, I think you were up at uh, – did you even go to bed last night? I did go to bed last night, but thanks for asking, Chris. Yeah. I got a few hours <laughs> of sleep in. Because you are, um, you are not based down here in the South Bay, and you had an early appointment today at Apple. No, this is a lovely summit meeting. We have, uh, we have uh, Marin County and Santa Cruz County and, uh, and Silicon Valley proper all coming together here today. Yes, I drove down Interstate 280 at the crack of dawn to get a uh, slightly advanced peek at Apple's product announcements that they made – uh, today, Tuesday, at about 9 o'clock Pacific time this morning. Right, and so you had an hour and a half jump on the rest of the world. That's right. I had 90 minutes to prepare, uh, yes, all the all the stories. But, you know, it is a rare day when Apple uh, lifts the veil in advance of a product announcement for anyone, uh, especially about Mac hardware or hardware in general. So it was great to get, a, to get a preview, and Phil Schiller was there, and he gave me a preview, and it was like a little tabletop keynote. Very nice. So- with no one more thing, though, so... Okay, and Phil's very careful to manage expectations. That, very good. Uh, and since uh, I just dashed in here at the last moment, tell us about your day. What what did they show you? So uh, I think the big news today is the new line of iMacs. They are um, sixteen by nine aspect ratio, the traditional HDTV ratio, which means Apple. I think the pragmatic answer here is that Apple now can use the same uh, flat panels that everybody else uses. Uh, it's a standard industry standard shape. Um, they've got instead of the black back, they've got um, an aluminum back, so they're kind of all clad in aluminum now, which is Apple's look of the moment. Um, faster processors, more hard drive space, more RAM, the usual, um, same prices. And I think the most interesting thing in the iMac line potentially is that that high-end model, not only does it do video in, which means you can use it with an external HD device and play it back on that giant 27-inch display, but that um, you will be able in November to buy an iMac with a four-core Intel Core i5 or i7 processor, which really brings... Uh, essentially Mac Pro performance down into the iMac line. It's really making the um, 
Mac Pro even that much more marginalized. So the iMac was the big news, I think, this morning. Well, tell us something about the i5 and the i7 processors. What are they? What makes them special? Well, they're part of the um, the same family that powers the Xeon uh, chips that are in the Mac Pro. Um, what's interesting about them is they have this kind of um, auto-sensing technology that realizes if you are using um, two cores instead of four um, if the work you're doing doesn't require all four cores. And what it does is it basically shuts down those uh, other two cores and cranks up the clock speed of the chip. So as a two-core chip, these things will run at more than 3 gigahertz. So even though the clock speed is actually down in the 2.6 gigahertz range, I believe, um, which would seem slower than the uh, lower-end systems, in reality, that's when they're running with four cores and when they're running in two-core mode, which they do automatically. There's no button to push or anything like that. Um, then it cranks up the, the speed. So they, it should be a dramatically improved um, uh, performance at the high end of the iMac line, really in line with what you'd see in a Mac Pro. Okay, and I, because Rob Griffiths is going to want to know, Huh. Matte uh, display on any of these? The iMacs are um, glass side to side, so it's the same as it ever was, at least for this generation. But it is an LED display, right? It is LED, is which LCD? is the first time that right. Apple right. has put LEDs in a desktop computer. I believe they were in that previous uh, standalone monitor, but this is the first time that they've brought it into the iMac, and all of them are LED. And they're using the same technology that the, previously the high-end iMac had much better color fidelity and a much uh, wider field of view. Mm-hmm. And that technology is now in both models, so both of them have um, really good color. Uh, if you recall, the previous generation iMac, the low-end model, didn't look as good as the high-end model. And they both look the same now. They both are are quite good. Um, And uh, the way Apple's pitching the the low-end, the 21-and-a-half, or, yeah, that that smaller display is that it's 90% of the pixels of uh, of the old... Um, the old the old big model, so it's actually a lot of pixels. It's just slightly wider, um, and so the measurements are all different now that it's a 16 by 9 instead of a 16 by 10. Right. Is that the pitch for these monitors? Is the color and the viewing angle, or is it energy efficiency, all of the above? I think it's energy efficiency, instant on at full brightness, color color efficiency, color quality, um, and uh, the wide field of view. So it's it's you know it's a good monitor. It's a really and I think that's the interesting thing about the 27 inch having the video input is that it really is an HD TV experience. So hooking up. Uh, a device like an HD output Blu-ray or cable box or something like that and showing it on that big 27-inch is going to be a really good experience too. It's just a – fundamentally, it's a computer with this built-in, beautiful built-in display. What kind of prices are we talking about? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked because it requires me to turn and look at my notes. Uh, as is typical for Apple, it's uh, the same price as more or less that we had the last time. They start at $11.99 just as they used to and then up to $14.99. And then the um, top two are actually down a little bit from the old, um, the old range at $16.99 and $19.99. So now for under $2,000 by $1, you can get a uh, – in November, you can get a uh, 2.66 quad-core – uh, core i5 system in a 27 inch form factor with um you know with uh all of the expected terabyte storage uh, four gigs of ram it's kind of astounding what you can get for two thousand dollars these days and and um that system's available in november but the rest of them are out now 
Did they have all of them lined up for you? They had two. They had the small and the big lined up for me. How does the 27-inch look as an iMac? You know, it's a little bit like going to Best Buy or someplace like that where you look at... I remember when I was shopping for an HDTV, I went to Best Buy and I saw something like a... Uh, it was like a 34-inch widescreen display on a wall of displays. That was the one that I wanted to get. And in that context, it looked incredibly small. And then I got it home and thought, oh, my God, it's gigantic. And it's a little bit like that. It's out of context. It's kind of hard to say. On your desktop, it's going to be a whole lot different than it was in Apple's sort of showcase where they had yeah. it. Um, I do think the widescreen aspect ratio does change the dimensions. It, it, it's a big monitor. It's a, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, uh, it, it'll what it looks like on your desk. I think is the big question because it's huge. I have a 24 inch of the previous generation at home, and even that is kind of laughably large. Right. I, I think for most people, the the smaller model, the 21 and a half inch widescreen, is going to be. Um, a, a nice, pleasant size for the desktop mm -hmm. for people who want that huge experience and be able to play their media back. That's what the 27 is going to excel at. They also showed a new Mac Mini. Yeah, and it's funny because Dan and I are both aficionados of the Mac Mini, and, and uh, the Mac Mini finally got an update today, which is nice because sometimes we wonder if they really love the Mac Mini. Well, it got the big update in, in what, March, February, March, which was the first one in like a year and a half. I don't know if I would yeah. call that update big, but you well, know, it was an update, yeah, it, it, which it, was big news because yeah. there were all the rumors that this was the, the system was unloved and was going to die. And, it, you know, it, it's still here and still being updated. Yeah. And, in fact, they, they showed some nice wrinkles today. Now, the, the previous models were the same processor speed, and the only things that varied, I think, were the hard drive size for 599 or 799. There's a little bit of a bump in processor, but, but, but yeah, they, the new, they, they, they were not much different. The new that. models are, um, are different processor speeds. They're both faster. And then there's the server configuration, which you know Apple is quick to disclaim that it's not meant for serious high-end business people. But for anybody who – I mean there are, there's a whole subculture of people running Mac minis as servers. I have a Mac mini in my closet as a server, well, and, and so now whole, it's official. And there's that whole company, what was it, Mac mini colo, that it's just – Racks and racks and racks of right. Mac Minis running OS 10 server. Right. So now you can, for 999, you yeah. can get a, a a Mac Mini with two internal drives, no optical drive, and a Mac OS 10 server built in, right. Snow Leopard server. Which is normally $500. The new version is $500, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually a great deal for yeah. people who want to run mm -hmm. a Mac Mini as a server, whether it's in a giant bank of them or just one in their closet. Yeah. And both models come with two gigabytes of RAM standard now. Right. In the last version, the 599 was only one gigabyte, which was which really hurt its performance when we did benchmarks. So having two gigabytes is just that alone is a big you know step up for performance. Yeah, it's great news for the Mac Mini. Um, I, I think uh, just that it's being updated and and is still two updates in one year. I know it's still people are paying at Apple are paying some attention to it, and it was part of their yeah. announcement today, which is great. Um, you know, it, on the outside it hasn't changed much, but I'm not sure it really needs to. It's very compact, and they managed to fit a lot in a very small space, and it still starts out at five ninety nine, which is Certainly the cheapest Mac uh, you can buy. You just have to provide your own display. And then there's a new laptop. There is a new laptop. Same as the old laptop. No, it's, um, you know, the white MacBook that they kept around at 999 and it was like, um, 
<laughs> I'm going to go off on one of my fam- famous tangents here. We used to have it when I was growing up. We had a chicken coop full of chickens, and then one day, um, uh, one day, um, I think some coyotes or wolves got into the the chicken coop and they killed all the chickens. And it was this horrible, horrible scene. And you're asking yourself, self, what does this have to do with laptops? And I'll tell you, <laughs> it's a very sad story, though. Oh well, well, but this is what it has to do. One chicken survived. Many days later, my father found in his in his uh, workspace. Uh, that he had like his power tools and stuff and he was in there and all of a sudden he hears this little cluck from the corner and it turns out one chicken survived the massacre and uh, that chicken um, actually stayed with us and, and, and actually kind of s- stayed with our dogs and cats and was almost like a pet. Very strange. The MacBook is kind of like that chicken. The MacBook was once a whole product line of these of these plastic laptops and yet the Great Massacre came when they were all replaced by the unibody MacBooks, and then eventually the MacBook Pro line took in all of these. Are you buying these chicken story yet, or do I need more to do some more Keep work going. here, Chris? Keep okay. Going. Um, but that one white MacBook remained because it was old technology. They didn't really do much to it. They updated the processor at one point just before they released the new MacBook Pros at 13 inches. And it's really been a holdover. It, it, it's the last survivor of a, of a past age, um, like the chicken. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Today, um, there's a new chicken. Yes. And so instead of having this kind of old technology that is the sort of same MacBook that we've known for the last few years that was kind of a relic and was just there as a holdover, you know, like Apple does sometimes, we're going to keep this old technology here just because it's cheap. That's gone. And now they have a new system. It's still white plastic system, but now it's uh, what they call the unibody construction. So it's uh, sort of one big shell that takes up most of the 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 interior of it so it's a simpler design it's thinner it's got an led backlit display which is new for the macbook it's got an internal battery so you can't swap batteries on it so now there's no apple laptop that has a swappable battery in it um as a result though it's much thinner um the whole bottom is this kind of uh slide proof uh soft surface so instead of having feet it's just all foot sort of down at the bottom there um curvy thin it's nice and it's still 999 so they're not going lower than 999 but they are keeping that kind of as their sub thousand by one dollar um product okay and going on with the chicken chicken yes uh, I understand this thing does not have firewire, and therefore will it lay an egg? This chicken is not – it does not have firewire. It is a firewireless chicken. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 what do chickens have to do with firewire? I'm very confused now. No, so one of the things that Apple's done is they pulled firewire out, I think, because they wanted to simplify the interior of this thing and probably wanted to save some money and improve their product margins, especially since they were putting in some other features. And you know, basically what Apple's saying is if you want FireWire, you need to pay $200 more and get the 13-inch MacBook Pro instead. That this this 999 system, you know, it, it's meant for people who are concerned about the value and the price and they want it, they want the cheaper system and they're going to make some sacrifices there. And some people will be upset about it, but it's hard to complain when they do offer it now on the other systems if it was if it was um i think they did see the error of their ways there but i would be surprised if they brought it back at a later date to the low-end system well and when they took away firewire but they also 
gave you some of the new features of the MacBook Pro line, which is you mentioned the LED display, the internal battery, which is now they say seven hours, where it used to be rated, I think, four and a half or something like that. Yeah. The glass multi-touch trackpad. Right. It's got, is, the, it's got that famous right. multi-touch trackpad. Because the old white one still had the old the physical button physical that button the, only the, the MacBook one. Air has so, now. So it, it actually really – it reminds me of the original 13-inch MacBook Pro from you know last fall. Right, except it's very much except it, except with yeah. plastic. It right. very much is that model, the yes. Fire Wireless MacBook Pro 13 yeah. inch, except with a plastic right. case. And it's got the the, the uh, Nvidia 9400 video card, just like that one did. Yeah, just like the previous one. So yeah, yeah, it's not it's, not a not a bad system yeah. and a good value. And I think Apple, this is Apple's answer to the netbook. This is Apple saying we're not going to go down and and do a seven six five hundred dollar laptop. But um, we are going to give you a, a value, and, and this is it. Below here, we don't want to go. I mean, Apple could have made it thicker and had a crappy battery. And, I mean, there are lots of things they could have not put into it and dropped the price. And that's not what, that, that's not what Apple wants to do, apparently. They want to keep the prices up. And given how strong their laptop sales have been, I think that it's working for them. I don't think they feel that motivated yeah, to It's hard to argue to with, with record sales at $9.99. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and three-quarters of the, uh, the Macs that they shipped last quarter were – uh, were laptops, so it's pretty amazing. So, and that was with this this configuration of prices. Yep. So, will there be more wringing of hands because of the FireWire missing, or because it's not less than nine ninety nine? Uh, that's a good question. There will always be people complaining. I, I I thought that Apple's results on Monday would have shut people up about the whole netbook thing, but the people who are complaining about Apple not doing a netbook won't be stopped. They they no no amount of factual information will dissuade them from what they want to believe, which is that that you know they want Apple to make a four hundred dollar computer. And hey, wouldn't that be great? But they're not gonna do it. But the iPod Touch, I guess, is a nice little Well, and also they, they, can, they have visions of <laughs> tablets dancing in their heads. So yes. that maybe that keeps them quiet until that happens. Yes. Well, the tablet, yes. That'll, I think. Oh, we're building the really big robot now. I feel yet. like I'm wow. at the dentist now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's some of the dental the, work the, being done the, on the big robot. You know, the tablet, when it comes, if and when it comes, it's going to be at a big event and we're going to get some forewarning about it and it's going to be a big deal. This this was a refresh of the last part of their line in advance of the holidays so that they can get new iMacs in the channel to sell them for people who want to buy a computer and, you know, put it under the tree. Or in the case of that 27-inch um, Beside the tree, uh, roughly the same size as the tree, uh, something like that behind the tree. It's like it's like a bicycle that's wrapped right. for a kid's bicycle. It's like, gee, I wonder what that is, that large bicycle-shaped thing. In a, mm. in it's a new television. Yeah. No, hmm. not exactly. Well, I did want to talk a little bit about the timing because yesterday Apple announced its results, which were really good. And then today, this bunch of stuff, without calling an event but just bringing in the press – and then Thursday, Microsoft is doing a little something. Um, any notion that this may have something to do with an announcement from Microsoft on Thursday? I think Apple is aware that Microsoft is launching Windows 7. And, you know, I think they chose – I think Apple chose today because yesterday was their results and they were they don't have to be quiet anymore. And they, they report the results and now they do the product launch. I'm sure it doesn't hurt that they're stealing Microsoft's thunder. But, they you know, they did that with Snow Leopard as well and shipping Snow Leopard. So, I, you know, I, I think that – Apple is not as motivated by Microsoft as as, as people think, but um, it certainly isn't a bad thing for Apple to have products out there at the same time people are supposed to be getting excited about Windows Seven. Um, it's 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 nice strategy. It's it's not a big move, but it's a little bit of a chess game, I think. Well, even I don't even think Microsoft seems all that excited about Windows Seven. 
I, I have to say, I was actually disappointed when we came here to, to Dan's house in the robot factory that, that I was expecting the Windows 7 launch party. I, I brought my party favors, yeah. and I thought we were going to sit down and learn all the great things that Windows 7 has to offer and, you know, and have some chips and dip and watch instructional videos about Windows 7, and instead there's just hammering. Well, isn't the robot factory running on Windows 7, Dan? That would be the kill all humans factory, I think. <laughs> Yeah, well, it hasn't been released yet, so you know we might have huh. to upgrade it, but that will take a while. It's still running XP yeah. like everything right. else. Right. We also had two other products. I was going to mention those two other products. Yeah, and because two you, other products, you That's have crazy. views about both these things. Tell me more. Because again, as I walked in the door, and you said, "Oh yeah," and the, these things too, and you sort of classified them as because they could. So, Dan, why don't you go on with this bit? Well, they Apple decided that since every Every product they have with built-in input device has multi-touch. They said, well, we've got a mouse, but it doesn't have multi-touch. So, well, why not make it multi-touch? So they've got – and it's not – it's the magic mouse now, right? It's the magic so mouse because the, magic the Mighty Mouse, mouse trademark right. for computer input devices apparently is, been taken. does not belong to Viacom. It belongs to these other people. And right. so Apple has, has abandoned the name Mighty Mouse. It's right. the magic mouse. So now they have an Apple mouse, which is the orig- previous – Mighty Mouse. Yes. And now they have the Magic Mouse, which is, I think, $69, and it's essentially a new... Nobody has trademarked Magic yet. Right. Although I hear, you know, Doug Hennig's uh, estate may be into it, or so some, the, some other magician. The Houdini estate. The Houdini. Barring, barring, barring that, the Magic Mouse okay. is great. The Magic Mouse. So it is, it's flatter and kind of more, I don't know what the word is, is it more I wavy, know, I, I don't know if it's flatter, but it, it's still got kind of an arch it ta- to it. It kind of tapers off at the end and yeah. kind of an interesting look. Um, and, and there's really no, like, when I, we were looking at the pictures, it doesn't look like there's a top or a bottom. I mean, it's, it reminds me of the first hockey puck in that respect. It is. Well, it, it's very much um, rectangular. So it's definitely, you can tell you can tell where you're supposed to put your hand, which was the problem with the hockey puck. Um, the whole surface is multi-touch. Um, you know, I'm not a mouse guy, so it's really hard for me to judge. I was, I'm impressed with the fact that they found a way for people who use a mouse to get some of that gesture action that's so popular on the laptops. I think that was clearly their goal, was how do we get some of these whizzy multi-touch gestures on a mouse? And that's great. As somebody who uses a trackball and then when I'm on a laptop, a trackpad, I'd kind of like them just to make a trackpad. Yeah. Uh, because I've gotten so used to it that I'd, I'd almost rather have that now. But failing that, it is a way for them to get those not only sort of one finger scrolling around, but a two finger sort of backward and forward page flipping kind of thing into a product. Right. So the top surface is is an is a multi. The whole thing is multi touch. Yeah. You you move your finger, your index finger, whatever, left or right or up or down or even in circles to scroll around the screen. Right. And if you click on the right side, it's right. a right Just click. A right and click. although it's customizable too, yeah. so you can opt to set right. it up. However you want. So there's no pinch and zoom, but there are swipe left and right with two fingers, which that was the thing we were all thinking earlier. So does the mouse move if you do that? If it's you know if you press too hard or well, if if you do it gently, it doesn't move. I can say if you do it, um, you're going to have to get used to a certain level of touch with it though, because I did when I tried to do a swipe the first time, I you know shoved the mouse to the right, and that was bad. Um, But you can you can do it. It does grip the the surface enough, and you know underneath it's a laser mouse, and it's you know high quality. Like anything else that's out there in the mouse world, I'm not convinced that Apple, you know, Apple's input devices. We can view them as separate products, but in many ways, you have to view them as the products that people who would never buy a new pointer pointing device with their new system after they buy it. It's the one they get, and then they use it. 
and and it's sort of designed for those people. Anybody who would think I'm going to get something different, it's not for them. I think it's for the people who just buy it and get a keyboard and mouse with it and think that's just how it comes and that's what they use it with. And it comes with the new iMac, right? It comes with the new iMac. Uh, presumably, will be available separately, although it's kind of unclear. It, it is. Uh, it's listed as sixty nine dollars on the. All right, there now, you go. So. so if you really desperately want one, you can you can yeah. get it, and it's Bluetooth. It's wireless. Bluetooth wireless. You can still get the old one, like we said. I think it's is it twenty nine or thirty nine? It's the the Apple Mouse. Yes. So, but then they also revamped. Oh, I should say it's got oh. two AA batteries in it, and they say oh, it'll okay. last four months. Okay. And then the new um, Apple Remote is now Unibody. <laughs> the new Unibody, Unibody uh, Apple Remote. Yeah, they basically made it aluminum, and it has black buttons, and they moved the play pause button out of the center and down below the directional buttons. And isn't that exciting? Even mm-hmm. Apple couldn't muster a whole lot of enthusiasm for it, yeah. other than to say that it's sort of color matched with the iMac. Yeah, and it, yeah, it wasn't mentioned in any of the press releases, and it just kind of showed up. Chris has a skeptical look on his face I, as he sits here. Yeah, I, I, they downplayed that Apple remote for a long time. They used to throw it in with everything, and then they stopped. And then everybody found something much better, like an iPhone or an iPod Touch or just about anything. And and then they come out with another one. And, I, and unless they're going to start throwing them in again. I don't think they are. I think they just needed to refresh it. Maybe they ran out of the old model and they decided that <laughs> well cuz remember the old model was came out at a point where everything Apple made was white plastic, right? Yeah. And now everything Apple makes is aluminum except for that new MacBook. And so I think that I think that's all it really is is they decided they needed to do a refresh to match all their products and now it does. Well, I have to think they have a lot of scrap aluminum left over from the unibody huh. laptops and they just think sure. well, what do we do with these? Oh, I we melt know. it down and make <laughs> Apple remotes. Make Apple remotes out of it. Yeah, so it does it, and the button left, right side, I, I don't know. It's hard to get excited. On any other day, this would be the, just incredibly exciting. No, not even then. But <laughs> on, on this Sunday, day, it's a footnote. It came yes. out, yeah. Um, okay, so we've got uh, new IMAX, new laptop, we've got the new remote, we've got the new mouse, and we've got the new mini. And uh, that's a lot of new stuff. And hammering. And hammer and robots. We are, we almost have a new robot here, and uh, and that's exciting. Because come in. No, no, he's not coming. He's in. not, he's not coming quite in. done yet. He's, he's not just mobile. hammering. So um, good day for Apple. I, given look, their quarterlies, they're probably going to sell a ton of these laptops. iMac looks. You know, it's time. For- the iMac, you know, iMac sells well. It's not, it's obviously desktops last quarter were only 25% of what they sold. Mm-hmm. And some measure of those are minis and some measure of those are Mac Pros, but the bulk of them are iMacs. So it's not, you know, the core product necessarily in Apple's product line anymore. I think maybe the MacBook Pro is, but it's still very important. And I think in the holiday season, especially, you have families. Um, it's important for education, although, again, education is doing more laptops. Still, you know, it, the IMAX a perennial. It sells well, and it'll, they'll sell more of them. I mean, this is Apple. This is what they do in the holiday quarter is they, they sell a lot of stuff. And I'm just going to say, I mean, what a 24 hours for Apple. When you think about yeah. from yesterday afternoon to this morning, that's a, a lot of money and a lot of new technology to sell to make more money. I mean, it's a pretty – Big twenty-four hours. Yeah, Apple's on a roll right now. It's really interesting to see, and they're going and they're rolling into the, what is traditionally their best quarter of the year. So, um, 
it could be a really interesting time for them because then after this we'll get to next after this quarter is over we'll get to next year and who knows what that'll bring if the rumors are true you know it'll bring a new product that could be interesting too so you know it's an interesting time to be watching what apple is doing for for sure and as a, as a mac mini fan it's just nice to see that it's not been forgotten cuz the all the, i was so tired of those rumors saying it was going to die yeah, yeah and um you know it it it's still alive now, but does this uh, do the new IMAX now mean the death of or yet another um, blow to Dan's dream of a of a mini tower? I mean, they're not even they even bother with a new no. Mac Pro, and then it's just uh, no. Your you know, options, bigger and better IMAX. Your options are iMac, Mac Mini, and Mac Pro, and that's that's I think all you're ever going to get from Apple. I suspect at this point. In fact, I think your best chance for a mini tower is them redesigning the Mac Pro to be smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably so. I, I I just don't think it's I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I see that that Dan has has burst into silent tears here. So with that, I will say thank you very much, Jason Snow. Thank you, Dan Frakes. Thanks, Chris. And now back to me. And that wraps up this edition of the Macworld Podcast. I'd like to thank Jason Snell, Dan Frakes the nameless guy hammering in the next room, and, of course, you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 415-520-9761. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, iPhone, Apple TV, Apple Remote, and technology news, views, and information at macworld.com. Thanks very much for listening. See you next time.